0: 1 Kings chapter 17 is where I want to go this morning. I want to talk to you about Elijah. And where I want to start is in chapter 17 of verse 17. But we're going to go up into north of chapter or verse 17 on through. So just we'll kind of stay right in this area. So... In 1 Kings chapter 17 and verse 17, And it came to pass after these things that the son of the woman, the mistress of the house, fell sick. And his sickness was so sore that there was no breath left in him. And she said unto Elijah, What have I to do with thee, O man of God? Art thou come unto me? to call my sins to remembrance and to slay my son? And he said unto her, Give me thy son. And he took him out of her bosom and carried him up into a loft where he abode and laid him upon his own bed and cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord my God, hast Thou also brought evil upon this widow, with whom I also which I sojourned by slaying her son? And he stretched himself upon the child three times, and cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord my God, I pray Thee, let this child's soul come into him again. And the Lord heard the voice of Elijah And the soul of the child came unto him again, and he revived. And Elijah took the child and brought him down out of the chamber into the house and delivered him unto the mother. And Elijah said, See, thy son liveth. And the woman said to Elijah, Now by this I know that thou art a man of God, and that the word of the Lord in thy mouth is truth. Father, I thank you this morning for your word. I thank you, Lord God, this morning for each mother that is here. Father, each mother who is praying for her children, perhaps even her grandchildren. Father, each woman that is here, Father, who loves you with all of her heart and prays diligently to the Lord of hosts that she may see his face. Lord, I pray for each woman, Father God, for you have created them, each one. And Lord, I pray today, may their hearts be full, full of your glory, full of your joy, full of your presence. And we'll give you the praise and the glory and the honor for these things this morning, in Jesus' name. So we see here that Elijah has now gone to a place where he's been before. We know that because if you back up into this verse and you go up, you, you see in about uh, verse 10, Elijah goes to this house of this widow and she's out gathering up some sticks so that she can make a meal for her herself and her son because she only has a little bit of meal left, a little bit of oil left. And she's gonna make a little cake, and you know, you you know this story. I've I've preached this story before. And so he goes and he goes in there with his greedy old self and says, Hey, make me a cake first. You know, and she's like, Well, hold up. I'm just making these sticks, I'm getting these sticks together, I'm gonna make this little cake so that me and my son can eat it, and then we can die. Well, that's pretty discouraging. I don't know about you, but I would hate to go home and think that my wife is making me a little cake and putting some strawberries and some whipped cream on top. Got it all nice and tasty. And she says, honey, I want you to enjoy this because after you eat it, you're going to die because there's not going to be any more. And that would be like killing me, you know, if I didn't have any more sweets. (laughs) It'd be close. It'd be a close second. But we see here that this is what she's doing. And so the man of God says, I know what you're doing, but I want you to make me a cake first and bring it to me and let me eat it. Now, I'm thinking this mother is probably saying, what do I do? That's a tough choice. Am I going to feed a stranger or am I going to feed my child? Come on, moms. You know where I'm going here? That's a tough choice. But she's a woman of faith. So she makes the cake because he says to make the cake. If you do this, your your meal will never go empty and your oil will never run dry. So, she does it. And guess what? The word of the Lord came true to her. He makes the cake. The 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 meal keeps replenishing itself. The oil keeps replenishing itself. And, and, and so, therefore, she's able to make more cakes and make more meal, and she can live on. And this happened for many days. According to Scripture, it happened for many days. So this happened for many days. So now we're at a point where this mother... Has suffered a great loss. She's a widow, she's already lost her husband. We don't know how she's lost her husband. But Bible scholars say in that era of time that in which this story took place, men only lived to be about 45 years old because they had a very hard life, very dangerous life. And so they didn't live very long. But we also see that she's a a woman of faith because she had ministered to Elijah. We know this because Elijah told her where to go. I want you to go here. Oh, by the way, I've prepared the heart of this woman. You're going to stop by her house. You're going to stay there. And now he's there. He travels there. And while he's there, her only son dies. And she has company that she's waiting upon. Have you ever wondered why God sends you the way that he sends you? And it always seems like when God calls you to go a certain direction, it always seems to be bad timing. This isn't a good time, Lord. This isn't a good time to go in that direction. It isn't a good time for me to do that. her only son has died and she's consumed with grief. Can it, where, where can a mother turn in her time of need? This grieving mother knows where to turn. she turns to the man of God and she gives him an earful, right? I mean look at that. I mean her son dies and what what is, what is her response? And she said unto Elijah, What have you to do with thee, O man of God? Art thou coming to my house, what, to call my sins into remembrance and slay my son? Boy, she's upset. This is a grieving mother. How many times have we gone through grief and we say, Lord, why? How can you let this happen to me? What have I done? And this is where this mother is. And so what does Elijah do? Elijah shows her compassion and he says, give me your child. And I'm sure she's holding on to her son who is lifeless. And I'm sure she's probably thinking in her mind, what is wrong with this guy? Why won't he just go away and leave me to grieve my son's death? Leave me alone. There have been times in our life, church, that we have said that to God. Leave me alone. God knows our heart. He knows our hearts because he knows where we are. And so Elijah shows her compassion even when God has done a miracle previous. Now, we seen the miracle God just did for her with the meal and with the oil. So she knows truly this has got to be a man of God because what he said happened but yet she loses her son. You see, God has done a miracle in our lives. But yet our troubles may not be over. You see, we, were, we, we know the miracles are coming. We've seen the miracles happen. But it doesn't mean that trouble doesn't still come, does it? No. The famine was a terrible experience, but the worst was yet to come. This woman was in in anguish. God's provision is never given in an order to let us rest. You see, we need to depend on him for each new trial that we go through. He wants us to lean upon him. Who leans upon him more than mothers? How many times have you ever gone home and you've seen your mother praying? How many times have you ever gone home and seen your grandmother praying? I remember when we'd go to my grandmother's house, she, she'd be praying. And we'd say, Grandma, what are you praying for? You. It's like, what did I do? She's got to call upon God. This, is, this, is, this could be rough. You know, I'm thinking, wow, what does she know that I don't know? You know, grandmas and moms, they all have eyes in the back of their head, I promise you. Somehow, you can't see them, but they're there. He takes her son in his arms, and he sets a miracle in motion. You see, he's going to call upon the name of the Lord. You see, this is going to be the most incredible Mother's Day for this mother ever. She is going to be celebrating, not preparing for a funeral for her son. Elijah prepares to pray, and the answer is already on its way. The prophet takes the widow's son up into the loft, and he talks to God. How many times do we get into a midst of a trial or in some kind of a situation, and the first thing we do is we go to God? Uh Uh-oh. Doesn't happen, does it? He asks God why this widow's son has died. How after what he had done for her, performing a miracle, providing food in a time of famine, how could you take her son away? He wants to know God's purpose in this widow's heartache. Oh God, he calls out. In the midst of most people's heartaches, we do the same thing. We say, oh God. Most times it's, oh, God, help me. Hear my cry, Lord. You know what I'm needing. And God doesn't turn a deaf ear to you. When you call upon the name of the Lord, you have his attention. When you call upon the name of Jesus, you have his attention. He hears you. He prays for healing for this widow's son. Why? Because that's the kind of a relationship he has with God. He's a prophet. He's a man of God. He, he goes to God with, with the needs and the questions of the people. So, But I want, you, I want you to see the specific prayer that Elijah is praying. And he stretched himself upon the child three times and he cried unto the Lord and he said, "O Lord my God, I pray thee. Let this soul, this child's soul, come to him again. He's very specific in his prayer. See, a lot of times we pray amiss. We pray just to let words come from our mouth, and we're not really praying for anything. God wants wants us to be specific in our prayers. I don't care if it's the same prayer said over and over and over and over and over 5,000 times be specific Sometimes it's good to keep asking the Lord the same thing over The Lord heard the earnest prayer of Elijah in verse 22 He did not turn a deaf ear to him Every time you call upon the name of the Lord you have his attention no questions asked As what the young folks would say today that's fact Now where that came from But it's fact. That means it's truth. Let this child's soul come to him again. This is a prayer for resurrection by the living God. See, many times when you read through the scriptures, there's not many resurrected stories that stick out in our mind. The most famous one that sticks out in our mind is which one? Lazarus. When Jesus calls Lazarus from the tomb, that's the one that sticks out in our mind. But there are instances in the story where Jesus raises them from the dead and he's not the one calling. But they're standing upon the name of the Lord to call for the life. And Elijah's announcement brings victory. that The child was delivered into the mother's hands alive. What good news for a rejoicing mother. She's happy. So what does she say? Man, this guy is real. He's the real deal. Do people look at you and say, well, you're a fake Christian. You're a counterfeit Christian. You're a phony. No. You see, when we stand upon the word of the Lord, we're none of those things. We are are born again believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. And we stand upon his word proclaiming the truth of his word. in every page in every aspect and every every sense of God's word. Even some of these stories that don't even make sense to us. God's told him to us for a purpose, for a reason. I see that this is a scene, not only of victory, but it's a scene of vindication. The vindication of Elijah, By this, I know that thou art a man of God. That's what she says. She kind of had an inkling. She kind of had an idea. Why? Because of what he walks into her house and she's preparing a meal for them both to die. And and he tells her to make me a cake and I'm going to take care of you. Or God is going to take care of you. He's going to provide the meal. He's going to provide the oil. So she has some kind of an inkling here being a woman of faith. Okay, I understand this. But I believe here in chapter 17, the Lord presents Elijah's credentials in order to establish the authority of his ministry. I think God uses you. He puts certain things to happen in your life to establish the ministry that God wants you to use. The vindication of God's wisdom, his power, and his love. The word of God was in his servant's mouth. He didn't call upon anybody else he called upon God. He didn't tell her go get a go go call 911. Get the life paddles. Start chest compressions. None of that. He says give the child to me. He didn't start chest compressions. He simply took the child up into the loft and began to talk to God. See, church, I think sometimes we shortchange ourselves out of miracles because we don't talk to God. When Virginia gave that testimony this morning, I forgot about the oncologist. I forgot about that whole year of going through what she went through with that. And I was excited when the oncologist said, you have a clean bill of health. I forgot about the hand doctor that day. We went there and he, he took the x-ray and said that it was twisted and she was going to need surgery. And, and, and I was thinking, no, we ain't doing surgery in the midst of a pandemic. We ain't going to no uh, COVID infested hospital. That's, that's how I felt. And so we did pray. We prayed that that hand, that crooked hand would straighten out so that when he saw her the next day, she wouldn't have to have surgery. And he looked and he thought. He looked at the X-ray. He said, "Well, this is not the same X-ray as I saw yesterday. Is this the same hand? Well, it's the same broke hand. It's still broke, just not twisted." You see, we have to be specific in what we're asking God to do. I think sometimes we have to target pray certain situations and certain things. You see, everything Elijah had said was true. Why was it true? Because it came from the throne of God. Everything we have, church, comes from the throne of God. We can trust God during the tough times. No problem in that. You've heard me say this a hundred times. There's no problem too difficult for God to solve. I believe I can ask God This question, and I believe that you can reflect back and see how many times God has proven Himself to you through the many trials that you've gone through. I believe that you can talk to God that way and you can see everything that God has done for you. No tragedy is true trying for God to bring peace. Why do we know that? Because He's the peacemaker, He calls you to be the peacekeeper. So let me just throw this little nugget in there. If you like stirring up strife in your family, quit. You're called to be a peacekeeper, not a troublemaker. If you have a job, you're called to be a peacekeeper, not a troublemaker. You hear what I'm saying? If you're in a community and you have neighbors, be the peacekeeper, not the rebel rouser. The servants of God are equipped for every situation. How do we know that? Because it's right here. Every situation that we go through, every trial that we go through, God has given us the answers and he's equipped us to help give through those situations every single one. There's not one situation that you can think of in your life that God hasn't addressed in the word of God. You just need to simply trust have faith and believe. We can trust God to give us wisdom. What does he say? If a man wants wisdom, I'll give it liberally. Otherwise, he'll give you more than you want. And some of us, I think, we got too much. I think sometimes I have too much. I'm the kind of guy who likes to read some things and watch some things and listen to some things on the radio and i pick up little snippets here and there you ever have just get listen like like i learned with with flowers if you find roses that are closed and you want them to open slowly you're supposed to put the little plant food in the water and you're supposed to take ice cubes and put it into water and then you put the flowers in the water and the cold water causes the blooms to open slowly warm water causes to open quickly see i learned that just by watching something i can't remember what it was now if it's true or not that's a whole other issue i just what i just what i saw so i tried it and it seemed like it worked pretty good because i did that to these and and they're they look just like that when i opened them yesterday they haven't changed so i'm like okay that must be one of those tricks that work or if i get a spot on my shirt See, my wife taught me how to get spots out. You take a little of this stuff and you poke a hole in this little pod thing and you squirt it on there and then you take the squirt bottle of this and the squirt bottle of this and you squirt it on and you rub it in there and you leave it set for a little while and the spot goes away. I learned that. And it works. I was shocked. See, I do. Even when she thinks I'm not looking and watching and paying attention, I really am. I have to be careful because then I have to do more. Oh, honey, I don't think that spot's going to come out for me. So she oh, just get away. I'll take care of it. That's, that's what I like to hear. <laughs> well, now I've ruined it. Now she's, I've let the cat out of the bag. Church, faith brings victory in your darkest days. You hear what I'm saying? Faith brought victory to this mother in her darkest day. The day she thought she had lost her child. And the man of God shows up, speaks to God, and God hears his earnest cry, hears his prayer, and returns the soul of this child back to this body, this lifeless body. And he's able to bring this child back down the stairs and put him into the mother's arms. What an incredible Mother's Day this lady just had. That which she thought she had lost forever was given back. You see, church, it doesn't matter how discouraging things come or how things seem to get, but when we trust on God, He seems to turn around our situation. He turns around those darkest days. You see, trying to yield to truth Is not something that we should do. It's time to yield to truth. We should always be yielding to the Bible. There's no problem that's too too difficult to solve for God. There's no problem that's too difficult for you that you can't turn it over to God. I think we have to make every adversity an adventure. I think it's awesome to see what God's gonna do next. I've been been praying for Dick this week. Matter of fact, God woke me up three or four times in the night, praying for Dick. I'm like, Lord, I prayed the first time. Can I just sleep the rest of the night? No, again and again and again. Why? Because I think there are times in our lives that we need to bring, God brings certain people into our heart and our life to pray for them. And I think the the first time he woke me up and I prayed for just a couple minutes, it wasn't enough. I went back to sleep. So he woke me up another hour later. I said, okay, Lord. I prayed a, a few minutes longer. Went back to sleep. Another hour goes by, I'm up again. That's when I kept saying, that's when I complained. I said, Lord, I prayed already. Pray again. Okay, Lord, I'm going to pray again, but let me sleep till morning. So I prayed a little longer, went back to sleep and woke up again. I said, okay, Lord, I'll stay up. I began, I I got specific with my prayer. It wasn't just a general prayer. I got specific with my prayer. And as I was praying, guess what happened? I fell asleep and I slept till morning. You see, I think when we obey and we do what God tells us to do the first time, not the second, not the third, not the fourth, but the first, you'll find that things go smoother. Elijah was specific in his prayer. Church, I think if we become specific in our prayer life, we will find that things will, will go far smoother than we can ever imagine. Father, I thank you this morning. I thank you, Lord, for preparing the heart of this mother. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for touching her son, making him whole. Lord, there are ladies in this church. There are mothers in this church, Lord, that are asking for you to touch their lives. They're asking for specifics in their homes. They're praying for their children. They're praying for their grandchildren. They're praying for their communities. Lord, I pray that as you use these praying women, Father, I pray that the anointing from the the Holy Ghost would come down upon their hearts. Lord, you would not only touch their hearts, but Lord, touch their lips. Lord, that everything that they pray from the heart Lord, they would find would come true because you are the God who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Your your promises are steadfast. And Lord, as they pray, I pray, God, that you will answer every prayer that they have. Lord, be compassionate as you were with this mother. You were compassionate using this man of God. Lord, Be compassionate upon them and touch them this morning. Lord, be their God as you are all of our God. Lord, make yourself very real to us this day. And we'll give you the praise and the glory and the honor for these things that we ask this morning in Jesus' name. Amen.